When I was an army chaplain, my soldiers asked me all kinds of questions about God, life, relationships, the Bible, and answered them as best I could. They also called me Padre. Welcome to the Dear Padre podcast. Today we're going to talk about family dynamics. And uh, I wanted to say that no family dynamic is perfect, and we all have them. And so did Jacob and his family. And I hope that uh, some healing can happen in those dynamics as we learn to forgive and confess. I'm glad you're here. A reading from Genesis 42. And they came unto Jacob their father, unto the land of Canaan. And the brothers told him all that befell unto them, saying, The man, who is the lord of the land, spake roughly to us, and took us for spies of the country. And we said unto him, We are true men, we are no spies. We be twelve brethren, sons of our father, one is not. And the youngest is this day with our father in the land of Canaan. And the man, the lord of the country, said unto us, Hereby shall I know that ye are true men. Leave one of your brethren here with me, and take food for the famine of your households, and be gone, and bring your youngest brother unto me. Then shall I know that ye are no spies, but that ye are true men. So will I deliver you from you, deliver you your brother, and ye shall traffic in the land. And it came to pass as they emptied their sacks that, behold, every man's bundle of money was in his sack. And when both they and their father saw the bundles of money, they were afraid. And Jacob their father said unto them, Me have ye bereaved of my children. Joseph is not. Simeon is not. And ye will take Benjamin away. All these things are against me. And Reuben spake unto his father, saying, Slay my two sons, if I bring him not to thee. Deliver him into my hand, and I will bring thee him to thee again. And he said, My son shall not go down with you, for his brother is dead, and he is left alone. If mischief befall him by the way in which ye go, then shall ye bring down my gray hairs with sorrow to the grave. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Here we see this family drama, this family dynamic, um, how they all kind of talk to each other. You ever think about how your family talks to each other, um, how you communicate, um, how those conversations go, even the smallest conversations um, that are just about the basics of life have a dynamic that is uniquely yours and your families. And the dynamic of this family is um, that these, all these brothers know the secret, except for the father. Everybody knows what happened to Joseph and what they did to him. And they have kept the secret from their dad for now decades. And yet the secret, like a beach ball that you push underwater, is popping out. And it is coming to the surface. And it is now threatening what little they have left. They are in a famine. They are desperate for food. They need to go down and get more. 
the donkeys and camels they have can only carry so much. And now they've come back. Their brother Simeon is imprisoned in Egypt. And now Jacob says, Joseph is not, Simeon is not. To the father, Simeon is dead. He describes him the same way he describes Joseph. It feels that way, doesn't it? And yet Reuben speaks up. Um, there is a link with his name and the sandwich. And um, he is the oldest brother. Any oldest children here? Anyone? Middle. Oldest children here? Oh, you're an oldest. Okay. Watch your brother and sister. Don't let anything happen to them. <laughs> like, oldest children get a lot of responsibility the minute they come into the world. They are sometimes consulted as a member of the parental unit. They are um, expected to be more mature at an earlier age than the younger ones, generally speaking. And um, Reuben knows that weight of burden. In some families, um, some Arabic families, um, Arab families, I know at least in Iraq, it's true that the oldest brother in your family arranges all the marriages, does all the marriage arrangements for the other siblings. So you got to be nice to him, you know? And yet he is responsible. And Reuben was the one who saved Joseph's life. He's the one who talked the brothers out of killing him and selling him, which wasn't much better, but, you know, on the scale of awful things, maybe that's better. Reuben doesn't want this to happen again. So he... Um, puts his own sons on the line. He says, you can kill my sons if I don't get Simeon and Benjamin back here. Reuben, it sounds like, has decided that he will forfeit his own life in Egypt if it comes to that. He's ready to die. He's been carrying the secret far too long. Um, the, The secrets we carry do make us sick. They do make us ill. And they are often the root of our despair and the root of our um, suicidal impulses that lots of humans have. Um, That here Reuben is uh, feeling this despair, this sickness unto death, that he doesn't see a way out and he doesn't see any hope. And so he's ready to die. And he's even ready for his own two sons to die for this lie. This is where confession during Lent or any time really um, helps us. The Sacrament of Reconciliation uh, recognizes the the reality of the secrets we carry do damage to us. Um, They they infect us. They hurt us. Um, And there has to be a place for those things to go. Confession doesn't solve our problems, really. Um, It doesn't make the things that we've done or left undone or have happened to us go away in any, any way, shape, or form in our experience, our memory. Um, but what they do is they have that first step of healing and reconciliation, and that is confession. The word for confession in the New Testament is uh, literally to say the same as. In, in a courtroom, someone says, you did this, and you say, I did this, and that is confession. Um, and confession is that, um, that 
saying the same thing as that you are mirroring the language of the accusation or in a sense and here the self-accusation that, that Reuben knows is his uh, and he is now not quite ready to say what he's done but he is trying to um, mitigate the sickness of this secret and this lie that is still causing damage to his father and his whole family. Um, so um, Jacob, Reuben, the other brothers are in the complex bind of secret um, evil that they have done and harm to another. Jacob ends this chapter by saying, um, if anything happens to him, you know, my, with sorrow, I will go down to the grave with my gray hairs. You know, he, he has a poetic lament for uh, what he's feeling. Uh, it's good to do this sometimes. Um, and yet, you know, Jacob is not the innocent, only innocent party here. Um, it was Jacob who stirred up the brothers with Joseph's favoritism, um, the situation with his two wives and the one that he liked and one he didn't like, um, all of those dynamics that Jacob uh, put on this family. And Jacob got into that dynamic from his mother, Rachel, his uncle Laban, who lied to him and tricked him, and then Isaac, and the, the chain goes all the way back. Um, in this family, as it is in every family. So we carry these burdens of uh, wounds from other people into our own situations. And all we can do is be honest about them, repent, and believe the gospel, the good news that nothing can separate us from the love of God in Christ. That when we are beat down by our mistakes, by the mistakes of others, by the hurtful things, done to us and the hurtful things we have done, uh, we give that to God, knowing that God is working behind the scenes for reconciliation, always. As this is happening in these tents in Canaan, Joseph is working for forgiveness in his own place far away in Egypt. And God is working, more importantly, for the reconciliation of these brothers after this unspeakable act has been committed. So have hope today that the complex family dynamics of life are somehow uh, involved with what God is doing in the world. Um, God works through this family here in this place, and God works through these dynamics as well with us. Amen. <laughs>